This is Bariatric Life Podcast, where we share stories about weight loss surgery. We are not doctors, nor have we ever played one on TV. Please contact your doctor for medical advice. Now on to the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Bariatric Life. This is Amanda. And this is Chris. And today let's talk about... The surgery and the post-op diet. So I don't recall if I ever went through every single thing that I did that day or that weekend in Mexico. So I thought I would share it with you today. Did I already tell you everything? Me personally or yeah, the listeners? You personally. Mm, you told me most of it, but probably not all of it. Oh. So. What, what time did you get up? I don't even what, remember. What'd you do? What color was your underwear? Probably like pink or blue or something. Oh, okay. Um. So flew to San Antonio, and they had a an agreement with a hotel there to use their shuttle and to meet at in their lobby. So I called the shuttle. So I called the shuttle and I got to the hotel and met up with. There were five of us total that were having surgery that weekend, and three of them had um, a loved one with them. So then we get to the van for the facility pulls up. It was a really nice transport van. It, you sent me a picture of it. It looked nice. It was it really cozy. nice. Yeah. <clears throat> it took a two-hour drive to... The town in Mexico that we all know I can't pronounce. And we made one stop at a gas station. I was kind of hoping we'd stop at a Bucky's, but we didn't. <laughs> it was like a little crap gas station. And I got a water. But I still, you know, on fluids and fluids only, protein drinks. So I just grabbed water. And then we got to the facility and they checked us in. We went to our rooms, which were on the fourth floor. It was the hotel area. And then we hung out there for a bit. And then we had to meet downstairs, and we got blood work done. And that really seemed to take longer than I thought it should have. Oh, and they did a final weigh-in, too. I mean, you probably had some people that were like me when it comes to needles and just Maybe. And they probably had some, you know, adult man-child that didn't like needles. A painter? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. And then after that, we had dinner, which was a most wonderful poblano soup. Mm. And Chris didn't go with me because of kids and dogs and stuff. But I have made the poblano soup since I got home, and it was that amazing. That shit is good. It was so good. Oh, that's a doggy. And 
And so then that night, so then that night, went to sleep, kind of. I didn't sleep very well that whole time I was there because of nerves and whatnot. And that was the hardest bed I've ever slept on in my life. Harder than Cosimo? Yeah. I think there's I, something about Mexican beds. I don't think that's possible. He, Cosimo was literally a block of concrete with a <laughs> mattress. There's a picture of it somewhere. We have to find it. Yeah. This one was not a block of concrete. I checked because I suspected it was. But it was still a really hard mattress. So then the next morning we get up and we meet downstairs. I don't know why we met downstairs when they just took us upstairs again. But we then went to the second or third floor. I guess the second floor was like the operating area. And we sat there forever and ever and ever, it felt like. And then they got us back to the the room. Before that, though, um, they had this giant thing on the wall that was a counter of how many surgeries he had done. And you got to push a button to say that, like, oh, I'm the next surgery. And that was pretty cool. I have a picture of that. You don't have to post that. I made a big production about take my picture with me pushing the button. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to get a picture with my number above. Which I think that it actually like flipped twice. So I don't know that my number is <laughs> accurate. <laughs> but then um, went yeah, back. Who's counting? Yeah. We went, well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> went back to the, like, the pre op waiting area and laid there with my phone basically and then this gentleman came in and was like hey I'm gonna give you a little something and I said okay and then next thing I know <laughs> I was waking up in post-op but I remember texting you and the rest of the family saying that I was going back yep and then things happened <laughs> Doctor A called, and we had a we had a very good chat. And I said, you know, how how's she doing? He said, oh, everything went fine. She's doing great. She's in recovery. She was very adamant about wanting to call and text you herself when she was <laughs> capable and able to do it. So she will probably call you. And about an hour ish later, you called. And I got to say, that is one of the funniest conversations I've ever had. Yeah. It I, was... I barely remember it. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. I remember waking up, and I had the oxygen mask on, and I was, like, trying to pull it off my face. And I remember saying, like, I have to I have to call my husband. I have to call my husband. Let him know I'm okay. And I did the same thing I did with the gallbladder, where I was like, did I have surgery? Did I have surgery? <laughs> Like, so confused. And, um, you know, you, whenever you come out of that anesthesia, your eyes are all mm -hmm. wobbly and you can't see anything. And you sound drunk as hell. Yeah. And they got me back to my hospital room 
I think that was the third floor. I don't know why it matters why I keep talking about what floor it's on. You're very concerned about the flooring. I know. And got in the hospital bed, and that's when I called you and mm. talked crazy to you. <laughs> I, I needed it, too. I was having a shitty day at work, and you called, and then I just... I chuckled to myself for probably a good two, three hours <laughs> and be sitting on conference calls and have to make sure I'm on mute because I just, just laughed Saturday. my ass off. Saturday, you weren't even working. Oh, you're right, it was. You're just telling lies. I'm tired. <laughs> I did forget to say that he's had two hours of sleep because of work stuff. So, I guess I won't hold these lies against you. Please don't. <laughs> you were thinking about right. Last night, being on conference yeah. Yeah. calls. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was your calling me from the surgery over a month ago, and then last night's calls for work, and it just... <laughs> it all mixed together. I'm really not even sure what day today was. Well, it might be Thursday. So, I had read and heard from other podcasts and stuff that the most important thing to do is to walk whenever you're able to. And I did have discomfort. I wouldn't call it, it was the gas pains, but to me it was more of a discomfort than a pain. Well, I think you better, well, I would like you to point out that gas pains is the gas that they blow your stomach up with, not yeah, like they flatulence. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't farting. They blow your stomach up so they can see everything. Like, they put a ton of gas in you. It's crazy whenever you watch one of those surgeries, how big the area gets. So, all of that gas has to go somewhere, and it can settle in your shoulders and in your back, and it causes a lot of pain. And walking, for some reason, helps that. So, I got up walking as soon as I could. I think that's really what helped me the most was I was like, I'm going to do five laps at a time. I'll go back and rest for a little bit. And then I'm going to go do five more laps. And like, I just was a walking fool. And then I finally like was able to sleep for a little bit, but not much. So that was basically the entire surgery day was waiting for surgery being groggy, getting out of it. And being then, told you had surgery. Yeah, reminding me that I did have surgery because I'm never convinced. <laughs> <laughs> and walk in, walk in, walk in, and then finally getting a little bit of sleep. The next day, which was Sunday, I couldn't sleep because I just couldn't sleep. Well, yeah, you're recovering, you're trying, you're excited, but confused, and you're probably um, a little bit of anxiety. Oh, and I, <clears throat> I haven't had my sleeping pills either, so I guess oh, that makes right. sense. That makes sense. But, so I didn't sleep very late in the day by any means. I would do laps, come back, rest a little bit, do some more laps, come back and rest. I cleaned up my room. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I watched some stories. I got caught up on the Sex and the City reboot, and 
think I read a little bit, did a lot of social media seeing. I want to say I took a shower that day too. But eventually- you called me and or we were texting, and you're like, I get to take a shower. <laughs> and it, it I read it completely like Oprah saying it. <laughs> you get, get a shower. You, you get, get a shower. shower. You get a shower. <laughs> Yeah, they said they were going to take us on a field trip around the town. Mm-hmm. And um, so I jumped up and took a shower and got dressed in, you know, comfy clothes. And they piled us all in the van again and took us to a restaurant, which in a lot of ways is kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the most amazing mango virgin margarita margarita thank you it was like fresh mango pureed it looked good it was so good a big bright orange it was it you know i remember we had that dried mango i forgot all about that <laughs> Yeah. Mmm, mango. Not a supporter of the podcast. <laughs> but if you'd like to be. <laughs> and the loved ones that were with us obviously got dinner. But then they drove us around like all along the um the border and took us to one of the markets, which that was the only time where I caught a little nervous because I got separated from the other people. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You did not tell me that. Oh, I didn't. You did not. No. Yeah. So the couples like walked different ways, and I was like kind of tagging along with this one couple. Well, then they had left the store, and I didn't realize it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And the guy with the van, he had gone to take somebody back to the place. And so I was like, I don't know where he's going to park. Oh my God, surely they wouldn't leave me here. Here's what I'm hearing. You were a few hours post-operative, probably still a little high, with no identifications. I had identifications. You had your passport? No, but I had my driver's license. If you're in a foreign country, if you don't have a passport, it, it no. I mean, you said identification. I had a driver's license. And I had a hospital bracelet on that said (laughs) my name. Please return to. (laughs) (laughs) If found, please return to Dr. A. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. A found another one of yours wandering the streets. It was only like four or five minutes. No. And I did panic a little bit. I I would too. (laughs) I mean, and this gentleman, I don't know if he was trying to sell me something or what, but he seemed a little mad that I wouldn't buy his stuff. He should have just been like, I'm a little high. Don't you see the hospital resource here? <laughs> I shouldn't be here. I need my supervising adult. Have you seen them? Where did they go? <laughs> <laughs> so then we went back to the hotel or facility, whatever. And I was supposed to go back to the hotel 
floor, but they were didn't have a bed for me, so I got to stay on the hospital floor, which I was really excited about because that bed was at least semi-comfortable. That was adjustable too, wasn't it? I was able to sleep in that bed because it was more comfortable than the card bed. Comfy slab. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next morning, we got up and we took another picture with Dr. A and got in the van, drove back to San Antonio, back to that same hotel where you could stay the night there if you wanted to, but I chose not to. And I got back in the hotel shuttle to go to the airport and I went there super early because I figured that's more fun than a hotel lobby. Mm -hmm. And so I got back to the airport and hung out there for a while, got on the plane, came home. I just remembered something that I really feel like needs to be brought up. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you called me post-op, we had a very humorous conversation that will remain between the two of us. Yeah. But when you were on the on the phone, I remember you asking the nurses, where's that hot doctor? Where's the hot doctor? Is he coming back? And I remember one of the nurses, she on the phone? Yes, with her husband. Oh, my God. I was rolling. Oh, my goodness. That was... Now, he is a very attractive man. He is. I mean, he's pretty hot. I am not at all offended. But I just, I, I really felt like, you know, anybody listening needs to know that <laughs> Dr. A is not only a skilled and capable surgeon, he's pretty hot. <laughs> and, you know, it's... I'd say probably an 80, 85% chance that, man, if, if your wife go to see him when they wake up, they're going to be asking, where's the hot doctor? <laughs> and you're you're just going to have to be okay with that. Oh, my goodness. That's embarrassing. Oh, it was hilarious. That's, that, that gets to be the story that we share about your surgery <laughs> with mine. Yes. We won't talk about his surgery story. No, this is your podcast, not mine. <laughs> Yours is pretty funny. <laughs> um, so I get home Monday night. I go to bed, which was amazing, in my own bed. You were out, like, almost immediate. I don't think lights were even off when you were asleep. <laughs> it was amazing. And I thought I was going to sleep. Like the entire day. Which no, you only slept in about an hour or I, two. I know, and barely slept in. I wanted to sleep in all day, but I didn't. You were a little miffed about it. I know. I expected to. And so I was off that day, and that was a Tuesday. And the oldest daughter and I went out and did things. I felt fine enough to... Go shopping, go get my nails done. <laughs> go worlding. Yes, we went out into the world. And then Wednesday, I was back at work. I did work from home for the rest of that week, but I was back at work on Wednesday. 
and that Monday was when the post-op diet began. And that first week is, for me, was clear liquids only. And I think throughout this entire process, that was the worst. The worst of it. I agree. That was the worst week for me. Because what can you drink? Here it says water. Yay. Uh, Ice chips. No thanks. Flavored waters. Okay, fine. But we didn't have any. No. Decaf coffee. Boo. No. I had calf coffee. Full calf coffee. But don't tell Dr. A. I might be listening to this. He's going to scold you. Please don't tell Dr. A. Protein water, which I did have and discovered right around then that I didn't like it anymore. Skim milk. No, thank you. I don't really like to drink milk. I don't... Um, sugar, sugary, uh, jello, gelatin style, not pudding, popsicles, fudge sickles, but those, that fudge sickle did not go down very well that it first time. Do you have, you have pudding pops? Oh man, I miss pudding pops. Um, Jell- <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried so hard. Uh, yeah, tea, but nothing with cinnamon, apple, and cranberry juices. Oh, and like a sonic slush. I mean, we did have a slush. You didn't. And, of course, the broth. It also says egg drop soup, and it says you must strain the chunks out before eating. And I did a poll prior to surgery, and everybody except me agreed that the little floaty bits in the egg drop soup were the aforementioned chunks. Yes, they are. And I still disagree with that, and I'm still upset about it. It, If it's not liquid, if it gets caught in a strainer, it is a chunk of something. Well, I still choose to disagree. Because, one, how are you going to get out all those little bits in egg drop soup? I don't think it was about getting all the little bits. It was, you know, the giant loogie-sized egg pieces. Now I'm never eating it. <laughs> <laughs> never eating it again. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> couldn't think of a better way to describe it. That is what it looks like, though. And- I would have eaten egg drop soup, but I was so against the straining of the bits that I didn't eat it. One thing, and I I don't know how much this may or may not help, but while you were on the liquid diet, you know, normally on the nights that we cook, we cook together. Mm-hmm. And so while you were on the liquid diet, I felt that it was a dick move to ask you to smell and cook some some food that you couldn't possibly enjoy because of your dietary restrictions. I really appreciated that, too, because even just smelling it from the other room was too hard. 
Yeah, and I noticed most nights you were like, well, I'm going to go take a bath, or I'm <laughs> going to go yeah. read, or... Or you'd catch me with my shirt over my nose. Right. And like... I, I, I tried to make sure that, you know, that it wasn't unnecessarily um, tempting or dickish. I don't know that I would call it tempting. Because especially at that point, like, you're just like, I don't even want to think about food. But you still have those, like, pre-surgery, like, oh my god, that smells so good. I, I would sell a kidney for yeah. a cheeseburger. I don't want to eat it because I know it's going to make me feel like shit. But it smells amazing. And your right. mouth is watering and... I just I I felt like it was just you know cruel and unusual <laughs> punishment. <laughs> like it it probably violated the Geneva Convention. Well, even still at work because I really just have protein shakes during the day. Still at work, if somebody has something that smells really good, I'm like, um, I'm gonna cover my nose a little bit. Maybe I mean, I'll step outside. <laughs> if it gets really bad, you can just. Be that person that takes fish to the office. Sandra brought fish the other day. No. Nope, nope, nope. Sandra, no. <laughs> no. Bad. But I brought egg salad, so she and I both. You don't warm up egg salad. No. The only person it offends is people within like a four-foot radius. Right. It smelled so eggy, though. Well, I mean, I just didn't get the egg farts, and those are... Hmm? I don't think you fart anymore. Bullshit. <laughs> I I mean You as, are so full of shit. I mean as much. As much, yes. I I will agree to that. I'll have ladylike feet. <laughs> my ass. <laughs> oh my god. So phase two. Two weeks of Full liquid, so back to your protein shakes, and I don't know if that includes um, egg drop soup with the bits. Oh, it does. I'm looking at mm -hmm. it right now. Egg drop soup. It doesn't say with the bits, but it doesn't say you have to strain it. If it doesn't explicitly prohibit, I feel like it's okay. Regular coffee, soy milk, almond milk, coconut milk. Pudding, which was amazing. I did have mm -hmm. some butterscotch pudding. Creamed soups, but no tomato. Yogurt. What? Why is that, I wonder? It says, avoid tomato soup the first couple of weeks due to acid production. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Yogurt with no fruit. Fruit smoothies, which big fan of. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the fruit smoothies. Uh, egg custard, which I don't know what that is. And I couldn't find it at Walmart, so I did not enjoy it. Does not sound good. I I think it I think it is. It's like a sweet pudding type thing. Is it British? Is it like spotted dick? I don't think so. Oh so that's a good little Oh, well, no, spotted dick is more of a cake. Yeah, and it has, like, raisins or something mm, in yeah, it. Yeah, it does. So, 
runny cream of wheat with no lumps. <laughs> I think you mean um, cream of concrete. Cream of concrete. Now, I like cream of wheat already. thank you. I liked it before. I still like it. And that, to me, was like the ultimate dinner, (laughs) was to have cream of wheat. I couldn't eat very much of it. And I'd put one packet of Splenda in it, because if you have it plain, it's... Well, you also also don't like grits. Oh, I hate grits. It's like a... A smaller grit. Mm-mm. Nope. So that was two weeks of that. And that was okay because I'd already been doing the full liquid diet prior to surgery. Although I could have vegetables on mm-hmm. that one. But it was okay because, you know, you can't eat or drink much anyway. So it wasn't too bad. And then phase three, which is soft foods. And we kind of played a little loosey-goosey with soft foods. I I disagree. I don't think we played loosey-goosey. I think we were very literal and specific with our interpretation. So soft foods, eggs, cottage cheese, refried beans, yum. Tuna, salmon, chicken, or egg salad. Yum. Oh, I could have had chicken. I guess chicken. I could have had chicken. (laughs) Oh, and soft-cooked veggies. Oh, look at that. Whole grain pasta, rice. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Oatmeal. Meatloaf. See, I told Mm. you it was on the list. I, I believed you. Tofu. So... I had this thing when I got to soft foods. I want meatloaf and mac and cheese. It's on the list. That's what I want. That's what I want. So we got some of the store made stuff. And I it was still like five days before I ate it. Mm-hmm. I was having, I don't even know what I was having. You'd started eating some of the insert meal delivery service here. Whichever one decides they want to sponsor us, <laughs> that's the one we'll say we eat. We eat the one in the green box, but if the one in the blue box wants to give us money, <laughs> that's fine too. Um, yeah, if it was if it was soft mm-hmm. on the dinners that we cooked, I would eat eat it. And there were some things that I didn't eat because yeah, because you had the tofu that one night, mm-hmm. and you had um, well, like the carrots were. Really hard they, as fuck. <laughs> they were roasted carrots, which were delicious. But I we didn't consider those soft, so I didn't eat them. We weren't. <laughs> we didn't roast them long enough. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I didn't miss out. Yeah. <laughs> and then um cottage cheese. Mm-hmm. Pudding. Uh fruit pops. Um well, and that's why I say we like were a little loosey goosey with the with the soft foods. Yeah, but we really weren't. I, I mean, mean, it was no. like noodles. And- right. I mean, it's not like you were sitting there eating a steak or you know a French baguette. I would kill for a French baguette. Mm-hmm. 
had French baguette last night. I know, and, and I didn't just, touch You just it. looked at it on the table and said, mm-mm. I did. I was looking at it longingly. I ate the fuck out of that bread. It looked so good. <laughs> it was. So the post-op diet that I was on was a total of four weeks of one week clear, two weeks full liquid, one week soft slash pureed. Which brings us to this week. This week I've been able to have regular food. And I'm still like reluctant to have regular food. Well, and it's a, you have to relearn how to eat. Yeah. You know, and like you and I have talked about several times, there's, it, it's not just size. It's not just, did I chew it 900 or 950 times <laughs> before I swallow? It, it's the the pace and yeah. the rate at which you you eat. I mean, you you know when we tried the pizza bowl, that was painful. Yeah, I think I don't know what the problem is. Honestly, I don't know if it. Well, it's, it's probably a combination of size of bite and then the rate at which you eat or yeah. that you swallow the bites. Yeah. And again, you know, you're relearning how to do something you've done for 40 years. Yeah, that's true. You know, if they suddenly said, mm -hmm. okay, the pedal on the left is now the gas and the right is the brake, we'd all be fucked. Yeah. Trying to trying to relearn how to drive. That's true. You just you do it. You don't think about it. You've done it for forty years. This is an eating. Right. Yeah. There was one situation with I think it was cream of wheat where I accidentally took a drink of my water while mm. I was eating it, and that was I thought that was going to be the time I was going to hurl everywhere. And I don't. I mean, I would assume, but I don't want to assume. But, like, that to me was something that was... I would assume that people listening to this podcast might already know this, but I don't want to assume it. But that was something that was very surprising for me when when you were talking about, oh, yeah, when, when we go eat, especially if we go out to eat, I can't have anything to drink while we're there. Mm -hmm. Like... No water, no tea, nothing. Yeah. And that was very surprising to me. But after, you know, after we talked about it, it makes sense. Did you notice last night I just I barely did. sipped that water? I did. Because I was so afraid of having a terrible episode. <laughs> so last night our friends are moving out of town and... We had dinner with them at a restaurant, and this was my first restaurant experience in, well, since having surgery, but it's also the first time we've eaten out in two, oh my God. two months, Yeah, which is really good for us, not including pizza. I don't think that counts. I was taking baby bites, making sure I wasn't going to have a situation Yeah, where I needed to walk it off because... I couldn't walk it off. <laughs> I mean, you could have. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could have, but I wanted to sit with my friends and not have to 
walk off yeah. food things. Well, and I mean, I I thought too that our our waiter was very cool about it. You know, we went in and and ordered a trying to think of a way to say this without sounding like an ass, an adult meal and a kids meal. Oh, thanks. <laughs> a grown up meal and a baby meal. <laughs> no, I was worried that they'd be like, "No, you can't have a kids meal." But well, I mean, he asked, and and we confirmed you're you're under twelve. Yeah. So it was a she. I mean, yeah. He, I said, "Can I get a kids meal?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And so I got some grilled tenders and some broccoli. Broccoli was good. It smelled good. It was good. <clears throat> and there's still I didn't eat it today, so there's still leftovers, but. Tomorrow's pizza night for you and the kids, so I might eat it then. We still got a little bit of that poblano soup left. Oh, man, poblano soup. Which, we're, we're coming up on that magic imaginary number of yours for leftovers, so. That one might be able to hold out. It's not my imaginary number. It's a compromise between yours and mine. In the eye. <laughs> because he thinks food lasts for weeks. And weeks, and I disagree. I say it lasts three days. <laughs> <laughs> no, five to seven, depending on what the food is. Now, if you go ask my mom, my mom will tell you shit is good for months. <gasps> oh, no. And when they, when my dad got deployed back to the States and they were cleaning out their fridge in Germany, there was some fucked up shit in that refrigerator. What kind of stuff? My talking to my dad, he was like, there was something in there that that no joke had been in the fridge for like close to a year. Oh my! In you know one of those nineteen eighties Tupperware, you know the orange ones, <laughs> you know where it's damn near airtight, but it was it was growing something that may or may not have been sentient. <laughs> but yeah I'm I'm not as bad as my mom that's true but you know I'm also like eh, this cheeseburger will hold for another day or two alright so that brings us to the present day I'm eating regular food now but only kinda no not kinda you're eating regular food you're learning the new pace the new size per bite you know, making sure you're you chew, making sure you chew. You know, nine hundred and fifty times before you swallow. <laughs> it's exhausting to walk in that. I, I believe it. <laughs> but I mean, it's. I wonder you know, how many times you're supposed to chew. Nobody's ever told me. I mean, it's a complete change to the way you eat, from size to quantity to even you know something as simple as, um. I'm a little parched. Maybe I'll just yeah. have just a straw full of water. 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 <laughs> straw full. Two hours, y'all. Two hours. <laughs> a straw full of water. <laughs> Jesus, that was hard. Mm. He doesn't even know what he's saying. No, I, I had... I had a th thought process at the start of this rant, and it's gone. It's gone. 
Join us next week when we talk about the different types of bariatric surgery and bariatric vitamins. See you next time. This is just a reminder that neither Amanda nor Chris are doctors and you should always talk to your doctor before making any changes. This is Amanda's journey and our opinions alone. You can always find us on Instagram at Bariatric Life Podcast, and we hope to have episodes for you every Sunday. Thanks.